Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, that's sexy though. I, right? like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, that's sexy though. I like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Oh my god, we're back again. What does sisters everybody sing? Is Matt sexual? Whoa! Yeah! Original! Yeah! Is Matt everything you need? You better rock your body right. Everybody! Yeah! Rock your body! Yeah. yeah, Matt is back. Uh, All right. Y'all are very. I, what is it they do the things in there? Oh my god. Oh, that's it. You know it. You know it. Oh my god. You know it. You know it. Oh, I will stand Kevin forever. I love him. He's my favorite. He and AJ, because well, that He's track. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. That track, <laughs> AJ tracks. He liked it. Her Instagram video recently. He tried to say something. It was really sweet. And but he like in my name. I forgot what his real name is. He was uh, like, on. I was like, I don't want to hear your real name. I just want you to be AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man. So we have him back in the room. Yes. Yes. I love it. Um, and we there's so many juicy topics that we get to do with you, which we purposely kind of saved. Yeah. Because uh, they're like, yes, we get that. Yeah. And we get to get into it. The messy um, stuff. Yes. <laughs> but of course, before, well, do you want to like, Oh, so today yes. what we wanted to talk about is, well, we got to bring up the Barbie movie, you guys. And uh, patriarchy, basically feminism, toxic feminism. It's not what people think. So we want to get into that a little bit. And I think it'll inform all of us, males and females. I'm excited so. to learn. Thank you. I feel like you're going to be a good resource. <laughs> I don't, I mean, feminine, I don't know about okay. that. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll, we'll see. see. Okay. So then, yeah, let's get into our Never Have I Ever. Okay, right there, right there. Oh, okay. All right. Let's shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And Matt, since you are a guest, except I have one specifically that oh, I wrote Jesus. for you. Okay. Okay. But go ahead. Pick one. Uh, This one. Okay. Wait, read oh, it. I, oh, I'm supposed to read it. Oh, yeah. never have I ever. Okay. Was I a high school jock groupie at a sports event at my school? <laughs> yes and no. I didn't think I was per se. It's so funny. I was just telling you all about a party I went to last night. And now I'm like, oh, how do I be a cheerleader for this gay team? Because I, I am a groupie now. But I was a high school mascot. So I was I was Bruno the Longhorn. One of the few <laughs> things I'm conceited about. I was an amazing mascot. I was so good. I could do cartwheels. I could do round offs, and I did skits. Oh, like I so did. How, wait, how does one become a mascot? You dream. You dream really hard. <laughs> That's what I. No, seriously, it was a dream. With the town over, they had a mascot. They were okay. the Ardmore Tigers, and they had a mask. A, 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 
cat called, called Top Cat. And I went to a game one time and I went, yeah, because I thought I was going to transfer and go to that school. And part of me kind of wishes I would have, but whatever, it all worked out. Um, But I went, I want to be Top Cat. And we just had Bruno the Longhorn. And, but they, they didn't do, Bruno wasn't, he just kind of stood there. He like did the cheers with the cheerleaders and kind of, it was usually like a girl doing a cheerleading. And I was like, no, I don't want it. Like Bruno's his own thing. And so it became a thing like my father even made like a it was this bicycle with this wood um shell around it and they call it the bruno mobile and like i'd press a button and smoke would blow out the back of it it was to this i just went back home for a funeral last weekend and i'm walking i'm in like lone grove free will baptist church and i'm walking out and they're like playing you know amazing grace on the thing because it's very southern well i didn't grow up baptist but i grew up catholic but still i'm walking out of this church and someone says well matt marr best bruno we ever did have Anyway. So amazing. Yeah. Like, no, I, were y'all, were y'all no, groupies? No, I wasn't. And my story would never even be that amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you had to have been. Oh, totally. 100%. And Maya's not like that amazing either. I just was the girl that was like at all the baseball games and was like, oh, boys in tight pants. Oh my God. It was like so obvious because I was literally at every single game. I'd be like, go Petey. You're like, you try to have school spirit. You don't have school spirit. Not at all. You got that D spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh. She did. All right. Well, on that note. Never have I ever what? I'm going to find. You know what? I already know which one I picked for you, so I'm just going to pick it and pretend that I'm reading it. Okay. Never have I ever turned down back alley side sex. I have. I know you I have. have. <laughs> I haven't. But in my defense, I was in Europe. I didn't. I just had this fear that if I had sex in this alley with this guy, that my mother would hear. I would get arrested, and my mother would get a call oh and say, God. "Your son was sucking dick in an alley in Vienna." <laughs> And my mother would probably never recover from that. I could see it being in the Lone Grove Ledger in the paper and it becoming an international, I like imagine this international scandal. Oh so I couldn't do it. Now, Bruno my- the Longhorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would die. Yes. Now in my 20s in West Hollywood, maybe, maybe. No, but I like the story of how you told him, no, he didn't even speak English. No, so we, may- it's a very long, I won't go into the long story. We just the Basically, this was in Vienna. Most people speak Deutsch or German there. And we figured out that he kind of spoke a little bit of Italian. I spoke a little bit of Italian. His name was Adolfo. Um, I was a little tipsy from European beer because it's a stronger beer. And basically... We like already, we kind of made out at the bar and I thought through language that he lived a block. He was telling me I live a block away and I went, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And then he started biting on my neck and I'm like, okay, let's go. (laughs) And so we're like walking to his apartment or wherever he lives, I think. And then we stop like in this kind of little back alley inlet area. He like kind of pushed me against the wall. And I was like, I was like, I know. I was like, I was like, yes. I was like, all right. It's a little pit stop. You know, we're naked out and we're having this moment. And then suddenly like he's trying to unzip my pants. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then his dick is already out. Sneaky snake. It's already ready. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. But. 
a little bit of yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so we're making out. And so then we're, he looks at me and he's like doing that thing where guys hold your face when they oh, kiss you. And it's like that. really sweet. And I was like, oh, look. so like we're making out. And he looks at me and he has these really pretty eyes and he looks at me right in the eyes. And he goes, he, he called me Mateo because that's Mateo. easy. Yeah, okay. And he's like, Mateo. And I was like, Adolfo. <laughs> and then he, I know Adolfo. And then he looks right at me. He says, Mateo, I love you. Oh. And I went, what? Ooh. And he said, love Bobby. And he said, I love you. And I'm like, we just met like 20 minutes ago. And out of the corner of my eyes, I see a taxi cab coming down the hill. And I just go, taxi, oh taxi. And I go to the taxi. He's running after me, pants down, huge erection, just going, Mattel, Mattel. And I'm like, yeah, and I, like, I open the cab door and I turn and look at him. He's like, Mattel, I love you. And I open the door and I look at him and I say, Adolfo, nine, which means no in German. <laughs> and I just said, nine. And I get into the car and I drive off into the night. What? <laughs> Am I hearing? Oh, nine. Nine. So. Gosh, you know what I just, I was thinking as you're telling this story, like, I have not had an exciting life. Like, yes, what? you have. No. Like, I kind of have it. Like, not in that yeah. way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you're older and you're talking to your grandkids or whoever, mm -hmm. they're going to, like, you have such amazing stories to tell that are so interesting and funny. And you do, too. And, you know, just all the, like, fun, crazy things you guys do. And I'm, like, listening to this, like, that was pretty boring. See, I, I listen to you. Damn sheltered Puerto Rican. No, I think you just don't do dumb shit. And we I do. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, <laughs> we do I dumb mean, stuff. You gotta live a little. <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Adolfo, if you're watching. Adolfo, <laughs> nine. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. So I just realized it's such an amazing transition in today's topic because. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, it was like boy on boy love, right? But he just didn't get it. And he was like, I love you, I love you. And yes. Val and I were talking about how boys, a lot of times, they're so in their, uh, uh, masculine? Not, they're masculine, their hormones, they don't understand, like, no, sometimes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, because we want to talk about toxic femininity, and yeah. in toxic femininity, mm -hmm. it's actually the woman trying to abide by the standard that men have set for them, like mm -hmm. over the centuries of being you know, quiet and cute and don't cause too much trouble. Like, yep. you can have an opinion, but not too much of an opinion. Mm -hmm. And that that applies, like, during sex and stuff like that, too. Like, some women are not taught to become out of their shell. And mm -hmm. anyways, it just reminded me of, of that. And I've had my... Perfect segue. Yes. 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 So, so good. So do you want to start with that? You, uh, Alicorn has been reading this amazing book, and it grows into all kinds of details and, like, amazingness or do you want to get into barbie let's talk about barbie 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 let's talk, let's about, talk barbie about barbie first. okay you actually brought up the snub thing so i'm gonna let you talk about yeah so you know it was interesting to me because you know all over the grams and all the socials are um talking about you know america Ferrera got um nominated and um ken got nominated uh ryan, ryan. gosling mm -hmm. not ken but Barbie didn't, which I, you know, I'm reading the comments because that's like the most fun. Mm -hmm. And my, by the way, unpopular opinion, eh, eh, warning, warning. 
I didn't love the Barbie movie. Like, I wasn't, mm-hmm. like, blown away. I think also, too, it was so hyped up when before I watched it. Uh, and I love musicals. I freaking love Ryan Gosling. Mm. And so I'm thinking, I'm just going to... And America, and I heard about the America monologue, and I'm just like, yes. I oh, thought I was... I, I thought I was going to cry, because everybody's talked about I, them crying. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like... It's cute. Ooh, don't at me. Um, so I wasn't like, oh my god, I didn't get all these Oscar noms. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, we said like Greta, she was snubbed a hundred percent for everything that she did and like director and the phenomenon that it was. But Ryan, that's the part that I think everyone's like, Ken so got it. Yeah, like it just goes to show that like men get this automatic like recognition or they're just looked and seen as a, like a little bit more important than women. I mean, it's literally the plot of Barbie. A hundred percent. Which is what we were talking about. That is what's pretty... Like uh, a sting. Yes, that is what... Especially the Greta Gerwig thing. I feel like that... I mean, look, in Oscars this year, like in other ways, like the most diverse sure. nominees we've had. Sure. I forget her name. Killers of the Flower Moon, like first sure. Native American woman nominee. So... It's not all bad. There's, I think if you look at the whole totality, mm-hmm. like there's more good from the Oscar nominates. For me, it's more of, I mean, it's not even about, but it's a whole other side conversation. As a comedic actor, I always get pissed how like, I mean, but that's the point of the Oscars. Like they want you to, I knew Margot Robbie wasn't going to get nominated because you've got to like put on a fake prosthetic nose and like kill yourself or have your children die (laughs) to be nominated for an Oscar. Like that's the kind of performances they highlight as this kind of more academic or whatever that that's better. And like, I would still, I still feel like, oh, I heard a boob. I heard a boob too. We had a little boo-boo, but we're back. Guys. We're back. Difficulties, yeah. Okay. We're back. Yeah, so what you were saying is... um That's a whole other be... thing, the comedy thing. Yeah, but, no, but it's not a whole other thing. I think that's, that's, that is a lot of it. Because I even felt that way. I was just like, okay, and right, we talked about this. So I was like, I, I, I kind of get it. Like, I don't think Margot did anything crazy spectacular that I would be like, yeah, poor girl didn't get an Oscar nom. Like, no offense. Like, I thought it was lovely, but I'm not like, eh. But the fact that... The Ryan, director of that. Too. Well, the, for 100% that Greta didn't is, is like... Just and that ridiculous. Ryan did. And that yeah. Ryan did. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, y'all. Like, what, what are we doing? And yeah. then you were saying that, like, the song I'm Just Ken got nominated, but not the Billie Eilish song. No, that one did. They both oh, got nominated. Okay. They both oh, got nominated okay, okay. for an Oscar. But even still, that, even the Ken I'm song. I'm just Ken. Um, which is great. I actually think that song should be nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think the Billie Eilish song should, too. Because I think that's yeah. that's hard to write as a musical. It's hard to I do musicals. That. That's a good point. I think they, that's and it was point. so believable the way it was done. But yes, it's definitely, it. it's like, it does make, at least I felt, like, what more does Greta Gerwig have to do? Like, you directed this movie where... And it's just... It, it wasn't me, too, if just a couple of the actors were nominated. It's nominated for Best Screenplay. It's nominated for Best Costumes. It also made a billion dollars and made more than any film this year and totally revitalized the movie industry, which is also kind of what people could argue and say the Oscars aren't about. But it just... It just... It just, I was pissed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, too, that was the third movie she's ever directed. Like, she's directed two indies. This was her first big movie. So, do you so think that's why? So, do you, do, I hope I'm not. One, I hope not. Well, I Maybe. mean, right. But I'm like, I'm wondering if it's like, well, she hasn't paid her dues. Or I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any no, sense. No, no, it doesn't. But, anyways. Yeah, there is that, though. That, like, dudes. And let's be honest, like, the Oscars, like, a lot of people that, the who are people voting on the Oscars are, a lot of older white men. 
Right. Full stop. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, there is, you know, I think some people of color have been like, everybody's talking about Barbie, but they're not recognizing some of the great nominees we had this true. year. And so I think that is, both things can be true. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I did see something that said that, um, that, oh, <laughs> because America Freer apparently got interviewed and like, you know, she's supposed to be living in this like amazing moment. Like you're finally nominated and, you know, for us actors and stuff, it's like, this is the dream, right? And like the first question, and I don't remember what publication did it, but that they gave her were like, so how do you feel about the two white women that didn't get nominated? And it's just like, <gasps> you know what I mean? That's not what they said, but that's like just, how it was. Um, but it is like, hell, like, oh, I've worked my butt off. Like, here I am. And like, it's like, she didn't even get to like celebrate the moment. moment. Yeah. It's like, oh, now I have to feel bad for the people who didn't. Okay. So let me give them their moment. She had an amazing... Um, uh, reply by according to what they were saying but I was just like that totally sucks because you again you have to do that thing of like you can't even like stand in that power and which sometimes we relate to like men and women like a man will be like I did, I, I did this, da da da, and no one was like, yeah, like we oh, have yeah, like okay, but we're because we're conditioned to be humble, sure. right? Like it's okay if a guy is like feeling himself and giving himself props. We it, it, there's a fine line of like cocky. And just, you're proud. And it's okay for the guy to be proud and not accomplish this thing. But again, if a girl is proud of what she did, it's like, ugh, she's full of herself. And, and so that's actually why I wanted to bring up today's topic is toxic femininity is because there's just so many things, even myself, men and women are conditioned to think a certain way. We think nothing of it. So then when one woman does blow the whistle, everyone's like, she's being dramatic, you know? And it's mm-hmm. not the case. So, and how would you relate to that with like the feminine masculine energy, no matter what, like, because then it's like, then you get into like a masculine, um, energetic woman, Mm -hmm. uh, finding herself in that energy and stuff. Like, do you think it's the same? Do you, do you think that she would be, um, scrutinized in the same way? Yeah. Because she identifies as a male. Yeah. She's got a vagina. Yeah, I yeah yeah. Oh, so you're so you're saying that just be even though she's a masculine female, she has a vagina no matter what. Are you talking to somebody who's trans or just energetic wise? No, energetic or both. Or, or both. both or both. Yeah, both. yeah. No, I just think as a woman, we've been conditioned a certain way. So, and I wanted to, yeah. you guys, I'm gonna get like yeah. history buff on you. <laughs> so sorry, but I just I there's this book. Where did I put it? It doesn't matter. I'll find it and I'll show it to you when somebody else is talking. Okay. But it was talking about like the origins of the what's the name of the book? Just um the seven deadly civets. The Seven Deadly Sins and the Price Women Play to Pay to Be Good. Jesus, that's a long title. It's a long title. It is, but it's a good book. Um, so it's you were book. talking about the, the witch trials. And oh, the okay. Yes. Is it that like one? How, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, you know, we've heard of the Salem Witch Trials, which I think like only 25 women were killed. But there was actually... Which is astonishing. I thought it was way more. But it is. Still, that's a lot. It is. So, but in Europe... That's right. It was something like fifty to 80,000 women were killed. Thousand, y'all. Wow, I and never knew that. This is how it started. So, and it's like I don't want to get too deep into religion because I know that's a touchy topic for some people, but religion can be used as a weapon. So, I'm not criticizing the belief in God or whatever, but people use that to manipulate to get the things oh, that absolutely. they want. I think the politics of religion are a big I mean, it's not if you know your history like Popes used to conspire with emperors to kill other emperors like in the Catholic Church. I can grew up Catholic, so come yeah. at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um it, but there is, it's, it's a long standing history and the way 
the religious right plays a, a role in our government in the United States right now, where we're not supposed to, we're supposed to have a separation of church and state. Whether you right. agree, with, that is what our country is founded upon. So, right. anyway, I think you're fine to say all that because it's yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody can argue okay. that. Okay, so. Uh, back in the day, uh, when the church was trying to grasp a little bit more control over people, if you believe something other than what they wanted you to believe in, then you were a bad person, right? So the other opposition at the time was like a Gnostic belief. Mm -hmm. And so the witch trials originally hunted out people who did not believe in what they believed in, mm -hmm. right? Sorry, we had a little hiccup, guys. But uh, originally they went off after like others. So people who are Gnostic or people who are considered others. And then the bubonic plague happened, wiped a bunch of people out. People were so scared to go. That's how the church really got to manipulate people because people were dying off by the minute. And they're like, well, I want to make sure I go to heaven. So whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. Mm -hmm. Then they ran out of others to persecute. And the next per people in line were women. But first they went after the older women because women who are older were the wisdom keepers. They were the healers. They were the ones that passed down knowledge to younger people. So the church was like, well, if we get rid of the older women, that's, you know, dumbing down the younger women we, not dumbing down but we just have more control over the younger mm -hmm. women so those women went first then when after those women they just started going for all sorts of women and they started pinning women against each other so little petty crimes like if you were caught talking to your neighbor you could be conspiring you're a witch if you were sharing remedies with your neighbor you're a witch mm -hmm. like everyday things that taught women to who used to be very communal and have equal power were now separated they were afraid to like talk to each other because they could die right. and then they torture you burn you at the stake whatever and they force you to turn in other people as your co-conspirators your mother your sister your best friend you couldn't trust anybody and it's not like you intended to but if someone's lighting you on fire and you want them to stop you might just say whatever shit to get them to stop mm -hmm. yeah so it created this massive distrust and the whole like keep to yourself mind your own mind your business that's where that originated from and if you believe that trauma is passed down through DNA, which I personally do, mm -hmm. just like beliefs, that's deeply ingrained in women's DNA. And so this book theorizes that potentially maybe that's why women are so quick to distrust each other, watch each other crawl to the top and tear each other down and have no problem gossiping or this thing and that thing and just not being as loyal because we don't trust each other. That's a blanket statement, by the way. Um, but anyways, it's just talking about just the origin of, origin of so many different traumas that started. And yeah. then with the seven deadly sins, it was just talking about, um, it was just a misinterpretation of lust. Like St. Augustine had a crush on some woman. He's a saint. He's not supposed to do that. And so he manipulated some words in like the Bible, if you will. And sex that was once celebrated was now deemed as like filthy, awful, sinful. And because you as a woman are tempting me as a man, you're the problem. Right. And so back in the day, if a man cheated on his wife, he was cool. But the girl he cheated on her with was stoned to death. Or if the man did something awful, his daughter was killed as punishment. And that happens to this day. Like, I, I, I never understood why, like, certain women, like, if their man cheated on them, why they would come and, like, get at the other lady. Like, how dare... And then they'll start wanting to fight the other woman. Especially if the lady does... If she knows, maybe. But a lot of times they don't. True, yeah, exactly. they don't know. If she knows, right. I get that. But still, it's just like... Be girl, mad at your man. Like, leave her alone. I don't get like, that either. First... Yes, like deal with deal with this. Right. Take care of your house. <laughs> right. Before you go in somebody else's yard. Right. So, <laughs> but the point of all that—that's just one origin story. There's plenty. But the point is, is like these systematic beliefs were put into place once the church figured out like they wanted to have more power. So now men are the ones that are 
priests and you know for a long time women couldn't hold these positions of Still power in the Catholic yeah. church yeah and so it's like something that's generationally been passed on and so normal that we just don't realize mm -hmm. and a lot of times men because i don't want to put it on men and be like it's your job to recognize your um entitlement but there is a certain entitlement that men carry that they don't realize and we allow it because we don't realize but it's just so common. It's mm -hmm. so, it's just the nature of things. If you do realize and speak on it or um, just bring it up, it's exactly what you said. It's just like now you're, you're kind of aggressive. Oh, now, you know, you're sitting too much in your masculine. Now you're, you're trying to start problems. Now you always want to bring something up. Now you're nagging, you know, so depending yeah. on what it is. A lot of times um, we can get faulted for having these discussions and it's like you you're always trying to bring something up or da -da 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 -da. and it's just like mm, but I'm also not gonna let something go that that I want to talk about yeah right. that, that bothers right. me and, and I shouldn't have to right well and that's the thing that's and obviously and before I say that um, there's always a way to say something too like I'm so I'm not um, I'm not champion people who are, are mean or, you know, who are putting people down when they're um, to trying to talk about, like, things that are bothering them or, mm -hmm. you know, there's a way to say something. So I want to preface that because I'm not saying, like, yes, you girl, girl, and then they're just mean and, and use nasty words and aren't having conversations. So it's not that. But just being able to have these conversations, like, I, I could see how a lot of uh, people, women, whatever, um, don't feel comfortable because of what they're going to receive back. Right. And it's because the image of a woman should be. Do you, like from ages down, a woman should be a good girl. She should be a this. She should be. Yeah. Or up until the we were property. Do you know what I mean? We were a man's property up until the nineteen seventies. That's how marriage was. That's how marriage was started as an institution. Exactly. Contractual. Exactly. So this whole idea of fairy tale love and all that—it's not what marriage was based on at all. No, like women couldn't have, own a credit card until the nineteen seventies. Single women. A single woman could not get a credit card in her name, couldn't get a bank account or a mortgage. 1970s. That's in our parents' lifetime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was like the man worked and you stayed yeah, at home. parents is in mine. I was born in 79. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. the Davis well, too. <laughs> yeah, I think women could about them, but yeah. yeah but, but just the <clears throat> point was, it's like, you were a man's property and granted, he made the money and the woman spent the money and that sounds like all good and fun, but it's like, what you wore and how you looked, you were representing his wealth and what he's accomplished. Mm -hmm. You were an extension of your man. Mm -hmm. Only in the last few decades have we become independent. And that's when men, men are starting to be like, oh, women are too independent. They're ooh, trying to do this. Are we? Or is it just too much power and you're a little uncomfortable with it now that we're sitting in our own and we don't necessarily need you? Right. And I think uh, the reason why it's a little eh is because there is still some women who who are okay and enjoy that like who are like no i want to like go ahead you be the breadwinner i want to be at home and okay. spend your money or be the the housewife you know there's still mm -hmm. people women out there who who want that and and that is like a dream right mm -hmm. and then they sit very comfortable in those positions and that is okay but be, if because now there is more women standing up and being like nah, that's that's not for me like I, I'm, I'm gonna work i think that like shift is like oh oh okay like mm -hmm. so you're so you're not that type like you're not going to accept this but some of these will that makes you that yeah well but and the point is it's just because somebody does want to still be a stay-at-home mom 
doesn't or mean taken they, care of. Doesn't mean that they need to stay in the position of asking for permission. Hell Meaning, no. <laughs> so as a woman, a lot of times, and I'll speak for myself, but this book generalizes the conditioning of women. Like when we want something, I don't know about you, but I find myself being like, do you mind if, could I please, would it be okay? Can we talk about this? You know, it kind of, it makes me feel really uncomfortable and you're doing a good job. Like, you know, it's, but this is bothering me. Like there's all this prefacing to get to the point because you don't, you want to, be gentle with a guy's feelings because mm -hmm. believe it or not, men do get their feelings are really easy. But with a dude, I don't feel like in my experience, there's a lot of sidestepping. It's just like, this is the point. This is the point. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk about whether it's with another male or another female. Mm -hmm. But if a woman were to take that same approach again, that's when it's like, the, Ooh, she's a lot. Then she knows. Then she's a bitch. Yeah, that's that's what she is. She's a bitch. Mm -hmm. And that's just what people say for a woman who says what she wants and goes after what she wants. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I was going to say that. I she's not. Like... I don't think she's a bitch. Let me prep. That's what people say. <laughs> I know. Let me just. Matt yeah, no, no, no. Bitches. You be a boss, bitch. <laughs> that's what I say. Um, I think that, again, it's all in the approach. I, I feel like I've grown into being just just my boundaries being really strong just because I've been I've gotten more aware of what I need to to be OK, to be happier, to be a functioning uh, yeah, yeah. human. Yeah. And so I think the more I've learned about myself and it's like, OK, if I'm not going to be like we've talked about, like resentful or feel shitty about myself or, you know, I, I working out for us is like a mental health thing. If I'm not, if to, to be this Val, I need to tap, 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 you know, and knowing that about myself has made me a little bit more, um, firm with boundaries and with men being like, Oh, I, I prefer this over this. But because my approach isn't aggressive, I feel like it's been accepted. Um, I could see how if the approach is aggressive or mean or entitled or, you know, with that kind of like, well, I'm going to tink, tink, tink then that I could see how a male will then, or anybody truly would come at that. Like, okay, like I understand you need that, but you're coming in a little strong. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need to have all this negative energy. Right. Um, so the approach is everything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So Matt, from a professional stance, I mean, I yeah. know you're a professional male. Yeah, <laughs> you are a professional man professional um, homosexual <laughs> who has professionally studied some therapy um but i'm i've i've told val like i really want to make sure we solutionize at some point in mm -hmm. our episode so if you are a woman who finds yourself in a position of feeling less powerful or just wanting to find your strength but not knowing where to start mm -hmm. what would be a good exercise or something somebody could do to find their inner power um, well, I think the first thing that I would think of, and I think just as a male who wants to be an anti-feminist and, you know, um, oh, what's her name? Who plays, um, Hermione Granger, uh, the actor. But really quick, define anti-feminist, because right off the bat, that's going to be ring an alarm and someone be like, what does he mean he wants to be an anti-feminist? Uh, oh, right. No. Yeah. Well, yes, but it's like, I want to, not anti-feminist, anti-misogynist. I guess mm. maybe that's a term. Sorry. 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 Um, Usually the term like people say, uh, yeah. So I just want to recognize that I have, you know, I have, we all have it. It's like racism or whatever. You always, you have, uh, I have misogyny because I was raised in that culture. So it's, it is about being aware of that. But um, Emma, Emma Watson mm -hmm. talks a lot about how one of the best things for feminism that men can do 
and support feminist causes, men supporting women and men listening women. So, and that it's, we can't just think of women doing all the work for it. Mm -hmm. um, and so my first question that I feel like as a man, the first thing I can say, I don't mean to do this, but to deflect the question to both of you, because mm -hmm. it's about listening to women's voices. So I guess the question I would be, it's ask yourself, what can you do? Or now that like, or even maybe the therapist brain tells me that when you don't know the kind of history and the trauma, True. that can be overwhelming to take in. And it can be a lot of, a lot of information, but also a lot of emotions that are, it could feel like you're not like, how do I, how do I overcome that? If this has been a historical thing. So I think my right. question to both of you is knowing and learning that history, how does that affect you now in your way to try to show up as a woman in the world? For me, I feel like knowing that is very empowering, knowing my history and a lot of men don't know that history. So being able to share that and then being like, oh, okay. But also having the confidence in myself as a woman and being like, I deserve every much space and voice as you do. So if someone is in a space of dismissing me or my feelings, then being okay with like, either you're going to choose to learn and listen. And if not, then... I can go over here and find somebody else who mm -hmm. does respect me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think for me what's helped is looking at the history of just um, like my mom and my grandma and just um, finding the things that like happened close to me before even going so mm. deep into that history and looking at the history of my own family and the women that are closest to me and kind of how each one has made it better for now me and then hopefully I'll make it better for my daughter or, or live. But, um, have you asked them before, like your mom or yeah. like what have you, have they told you stories that have oh, happened yeah. to them? Yeah. Especially just knowing the relationship from my grandma to my grandpa and then like seeing my mom's relationship to my dad. And then now, mm. you know, and having just, Oh my God, it's fat. And that's a whole other episode because it's, it's wild and it's fascinating, but seeing that and the way, each one handled it better than like their, you know, mom has helped me. And having these conversations with my mom, even after my divorce, were, was just like, but like so fulfilling and, and it taught me so much. And I think that starting there has helped me kind of find the things that were like, oh my gosh, I love that I'm, I come from these strong women and I'm learning the lessons that they couldn't really, um, that it's not that they didn't learn it, but like whether it was the time that they, they, they sometimes couldn't do it. Right, exactly, it. that they, they grew up in, or whether it was just like kind of too late, you know, like it's like I've already done this for 40 plus years, like what am I gonna do now kind of thing? Which, I mean, that's a choice. Um, it's really helped me make decisions about what's important to me, what, what I need as a person, as a human to to thrive in my relationships and, and with self and with others. Um, I find it. I I think to and to answer your question from my perspective, just in a therapist way, I think it would be find community, like and that's what you, like yeah. I thought that was such a beautiful story of just even finding the your immediate community of the women around you. And if you don't have that, and you're a woman trying like find other community with other women or with other people that you feel like will support you. And it's because, like you were saying earlier, the whole. One, not the whole, but one of the main tenets of why misogyny has its power is when it disperses women so they can't hear each other's voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and which is bringing it back to the podcast, it's being able to have these conversations and be vulnerable with each other because I feel like you're always trying to be strong and you're trying to put this image out there that you've got it all together or maybe you don't, but like being, having these conversations and being like, girl, I feel you like, no, like don't let that man, person, whatever, make you feel that way. Like you go ahead and X, Y, or Z. I, that helps us as women, right? Like help each other and like push each other up. Like you got this. Yeah. And talking through, okay. So I know we have to wrap this episode soon, soon, but like something else I had learned is like with violence, like women have a different means of quote unquote violence. We have a silent violence and that we don't physically necessarily fight each other, but because we don't know, and we're going to handle this in another episode about anger, but sometimes we don't know how to handle our anger with each other because we're taught to avoid confrontation because we're good little girls. Boys can duke it out and it's fine. Girls don't do that. They do. Um, but instead that's when girls disperse and then they gossip like they have another friend and instead of addressing my issue with you i go talk to my home girl and i'm like girl valerie did this thing and it was so annoying i cannot can you believe that and then all of a sudden you know you're in sixth grade and all your friends are not your friends anymore and you get left out and that's just as hurtful as getting hit in the face Mm -hmm. and it's mean and girls do that more so than boys because again we're not taught how to you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, as I've gotten older, I do try to, if I have some sort of issue, talk to the person and scary sometimes too, because we're also taught fear of loss. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose this man. So I'm not going to have a confrontation because he's not going to love me anymore. I don't want to lose my friend. So I just, I'm going to say like a little bit and let her know, or I'm going to make a snide remark or I'm be sarcastic. And that's not how you handle a situation, you know? Anyways. Well, when you don't speak up for yourself, then what you lose is yourself. Yeah. Mm, preach. And that's hard. Yeah. And it's important to have those kind of relationships in your life and the people that you can like, and then that's so important. Like, yes, you have to be able to feel free to be able to voice all of it, the joys, the disappointments, the angers or the little things that like may bother you or not. Like, and if you can't do that freely, like, you know, just, I would reevaluate some of those relationships a little bit just because it's re- to feel safe in a relationship, whether it be romantic, platonic, whatever, uh, family is so important and like, and, and not talked about enough Yeah, to, you know, yeah. to feel like, oh, okay. Like, like I can be all of me. Like yes. you may not, you may not like the ugly parts, but you still accept them, you know, mm-hmm. and then don't fault me for it. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. On that note, I think we can get into that more in our anger episode, yes, but we do have that. to, we do have to wrap it up. So, uh, Thank you for being back. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening. Um, and um, yeah. We'll see you guys. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Adios.